consecrated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle, turtle doves and two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, from the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years after marriage, and then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple but worshiped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment, she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. This is the word of the Lord. I have the most wonderful news to share. The Messiah is born. The Messiah for whom we've been waiting and praying for years. He's come. He's born. And I got to see it. And I got to tell people about it. My name is Anna. I've been around this temple so long, I'm just kind of a fixture here. It's like one of the stones. There's Anna. I've lived here so long, people just see me as part of the architecture. I was married when I was a teenager, like most girls. My husband and I weren't able to have children, and my husband died after only seven years of marriage. Most people assumed that I would go and live at, go back to my father's house. My father, Fanuel, is very respected up north where we're from, but somehow I knew that I needed to be here. I needed to stay in the temple that that's what I needed to do for the rest of my life. And so I've been here all these years. They say over 60 years. They say I'm 84 years old. I can't quite believe it. I don't feel like 84. But every day I rise in the temple, I wash my face, and I spend the day praying, please God, you know how much we need a Messiah. Please God, answer our prayers day after day in the temple, prayer and fasting, and trusting that God will act in God's own time. And so that is how I have lived my life, and it's been a good life. People have been so kind to me. 
I don't have anyone to take care of me. But as the people will gather to bring the elements for the sacrifice, sometimes they'll give me little bits of food that they brought in with them. And then some of the priests are very kind. You know, the priests receive part of the food that is sacrificed at the altar, and that's for their own families. But some of the priests are really kind, and and they'll give me some of the sacrificial food. And so God has taken care of me all this time, and I've always had enough. Now, that doesn't mean that everyone approves of me. (laughs) There are people who think that what I've done is foolish or crazy. What? what do you mean you just stay at the temple all the time praying? That's foolish. Why didn't you go back home to your father's house? Why didn't you go and take care of the children like any good aunt would do? That's what you should have done. Just waste all your time praying here? What are you doing? Just praying all alone? Being selfish? But I'm not all alone. I'm with God. And I know that prayer matters. And my prayers matter. And so I keep praying. And I keep trusting God. And then today, the most amazing thing happened. Except for it it sort of started before today. It actually started over a year ago. I think you know that, that there are priests who are at the temple all the time. And then there are other priests from the surrounding area that take their turns serving at the temple. One of those is Zechariah. He's from out in the Bethlehem area, and he's such a nice man. He's one of the ones who gives me some food when he's there serving. And I've always felt a kind of connection to Zechariah's wife, Elizabeth, because we're both older women who've never had children. So... Elizabeth and Zechariah have always been kind to me and and dear in my heart. Anyway, Zechariah came, and it was his turn to light the incense back in the temple sanctuary area. And he went back to light and burn the incense to God. But he was back there a really long time. And people kept waiting for Zechariah to come out again. And then when he did come out again, he couldn't speak. He kept gesturing and moving, and and nothing was coming out of his mouth. And as you can imagine, people started making jokes about how he'd been back there drinking the sacrificial wine. But we could tell that, no, it, it was something else. He was looking at us. He was trying to communicate something. And I just knew something happened to Zechariah back there. He had a vision or something. Zechariah couldn't speak, and he left. And he returned to his home by Bethlehem. Well, it wasn't all that much longer after that that we heard this incredible news that his wife Elizabeth was pregnant. We, we all thought it was, she was too old for that. And yet, Elizabeth was pregnant. And apparently, Zechariah still couldn't speak. And then when she was about six months along, she had a visit from a distant cousin of hers named Mary. Not I don't know Mary, she's from Nazareth, but Mary was apparently visiting her, and Mary was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Now, again, you can imagine how people talked about that. Yeah, right, pregnant by the Holy Spirit. People had a hard time with that, but there she was. And I just had that feeling, God is doing something here. Zechariah 
was made mute when he was back serving in the temple, and then Elizabeth was pregnant, and then her uh, distant cousin Mary is pregnant. And then when it was time for Elizabeth to give birth, see, in our tradition, normally you name a son after his father. So everyone assumed Elizabeth's baby would be named John. And Elizabeth said, this baby will be named John. And Zechariah had not talked that whole time. Suddenly, what does he say? Yes, the baby's name is John. First words out of his mouth after more than nine months of his wife's pregnancy and that whole time of silence. So the baby was born not Zechariah, but John. And this wasn't done against Zechariah's will. This was what Zechariah said. This is what should happen. So the baby John was born, and then a little bit later than that, we heard that Mary had had her child and named him Jesus. And Jesus is a common name in our community. More people use, call their kids Joshua, but it means God saves. So God saves was born, and the time passed, and then this morning. This morning I was in the temple. It was just a regular day got up, washed my face, was praying. And then I saw this young couple come in with their baby and some small birds. And the woman's face looked just a little bit like Elizabeth's. And the woman had this expression on her face that was kind of happy, very happy, but also kind of sad. I thought, huh. They went in. And then they came out, and I heard Simeon come by. Now, Simeon and I are old friends. And Simeon, for long, has been praying, please, God, comfort us, comfort the Jewish people. We have been in suffering and in bondage for so long. Please, God, console us. And Simeon came out, and he was just so excited. He was vibrating. And Simeon, what happened? And out he went with this couple, and and then I saw them, and Mary had this look, again, that joy and that sorrow, and I knew this is the Messiah. This child is the Messiah. God's been preparing all these steps along the way for the Messiah to be born. And I heard later that Simeon had said to Mary, your child your child is going to be one upon which nations rise and fall. But he also turned to Mary and said, and this is going to break your heart too. And you could see that in Mary, the joy and the sorrow. So I knew I got to be someone who got to tell people about the Messiah, that the Messiah has really come, he's here. And some people believed right away. But other people said, boy, Anna, you've been in the temple too long. <laughs> kind of lost a little something up here. Because that couple, the parents of the Messiah, I don't think so. You know, they're from Nazareth. <laughs> the parents of the Messiah, they don't come from Nazareth. And did you see how poor they are? Any self-respecting family, they come and they bring a lamb for the sacrifice. But these two are so poor, they just brought two turtle doves. 
the Messiah is not going to come from a couple from Nazareth. The Messiah is not going to come from a couple so poor that they just give a couple of birds as the offering. That's not how it's going to happen. And so they, they didn't believe. But you know what? That's their business. I know what I know. That is the Messiah. This poor kid, this poor baby, so precious and so beloved by his parents, he's not even two months old, and already he's shaking things up. Already people are asking questions about him and upset and believing he might be special or not believing he might be special, and everything's getting turned upside down already, even with him as a small child. But I think that's how God works. Surely the God that I worship is one that sets things up slowly along the way and works through the people we never thought God would work. Even a baby, a precious baby. Other people said, he can't be the Messiah. The Messiah is going to be a king. That baby's not a king. He said, well, who knows? Who knows what kind of king he might be? And then other people got upset with Simeon because I guess Simeon said that, that he was coming to console the people and not just us Jewish people, but also the nations out there. And some people got really mad at that. But we all know that the Messiah is coming for us Jews and for the Gentiles as well. If you hear the Isaiah scroll, you know God is sending a light to the nations to all the nations out there, as well as to us Jewish people. And so, I have spent my whole life praying for this. And here is that moment of joy. God has acted. All of the prayers that were offered for all those years have been used by God in ways that I can't understand. But I got to see the Messiah I got to see this precious baby. God is doing something new and powerful to save the people. And we get to witness it. Thanks be to God. Amen.